So it's a bit of learning curve. And which person are we talking about? Not me. Oh, no. that's a different person. No, oh, yes. I, was yes. I was like, no, no. Okay, are we yeah. talking like thirds now? No, no, like, no, no, okay. no. It's not, not Dr. Susan. No, no. It was before. Yes. The cat hospitals are very progressive in hiring a communications manager, and I think that hospitals need to consider it. Sorry for saying sorry media presents the Purr Podcast, the best podcast for feline medicine and surgery with tips, tricks, and updates for the entire veterinary healthcare team. If you're dying to know more about cats, keep on listening. Here are your hosts, Dr. Susan Little, famous cat vet and textbook author, and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein, talented surgeon and social media geek. Hello, this is Dr. Yola Kirpenstein. And this is Dr. Susan Little. And this is the Purple Cat. That was my FM voice. It was. Yeah. It was. We were talking about Steve Dale. We were. And so you had this, this radio voice in you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, poor Steve's ears are probably burning. Um, right. One of Steve's, uh, he's been in radio all his um, career. And right. one of the things that Steve loves to say is that he has a face for radio. Right. Oh, very nice. <laughs> right. But he definitely has a radio voice. Oh, so, he's, yes. and he's great. Yes, so. he is. We love Steve, um, but uh, yeah, we're I still see. in Orlando here. We are. We are going to see Steve uh, hopefully tomorrow. Yes. Uh, and talk with him and give him a big hug and tell him that he will be mentioned in the Purple Hats. <laughs> so he'll I, be very happy. I think that I think um, these episodes might be have the highest Steve content. I know. Yeah. So he's there a little bit. Yeah. You know? He might not be the guest of honor. No. Uh, although. He but he's know. always on our podcast. He is. He is. Every time. Yeah. And he's not even here. But he's, he's not, not even here. here. Not but here. we have a very special guest. Would we you do. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I am Stacy McIntyre Gonzalez. I am Dr. Little's communications manager. Yeah. So, yeah. So I work for uh, both Bytown and Maryville Cat Hospital. Yeah. Um, kind of a jack of all trades in media. In media. Uh, That's a good way to put it. Yeah, especially since the pandemic. We're trying new things. Yes, because uh, like most veterinarians, probably around the world, but especially in Canada and the US, we have been forced to innovate whether we wanted to or not <laughs> in, the, in the last three years. And uh, I think I was brilliant in hiring a communications oh. manager <laughs> just at the right time in advance of the pandemic. I thought yeah. it would go somewhere else. I would say <laughs> I was brilliant, period. Oh, and then, well, and then and a like, podcast. I don't want to overstate podcast, it. And that was it. And I yeah. really don't need anybody, but then <laughs> for some reason no. you saw the light. And I did. You got someone. I did. And uh, uh, after uh, Stacy joined our team, uh, one of the first things I did was tell all my social media buddies like Eric Garcia and so nice. on. I, I I messaged them all and said, I do listen to you. I hired a communications man. Oh, <laughs> look at that. And what did they say? They said, good for you. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Yes. So I wanted them to know that it works. So we're going to talk about media and, uh, and communication during yeah. this podcast. And I think for any cat lover, uh, professional, uh, this is such an important topic because yeah. if we do it ourselves, it might be good. Some people are really good at it, yes. but it takes a lot of time. And sometimes we need a little help. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think we also um, are dealing with a different client base and fan base. That is right. the thing that we have now that we had before. Before we had clients, mm -hmm. right. but now we also have followers. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have people from all around the world yes. following right. our social media. Yes. Folks that haven't had cats in 
you know, yes. a decade yes. um, and they're still engaging. And those are the people that you want in your corner mm -hmm. because they are talking to other people right. about you, even though they're not paying for your services. There's there's a reach that we have that I think is incredible. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But yeah. let's start to, with the basics. How do you become a communications expert? <laughs> Well, well. <laughs> um, I did not expect to be working in this area of the field. I went to school for um, print journalism and photography. And this was when like Facebook was still really in colleges. We right. had one class, not course, one class on social media. Oh, wow. um, basically, it was teaching us privacy law. And you could see everybody in the classroom on the computers, like changing all their Facebook <laughs> settings as it was taking place. Right. Um, we were using Dreamweaver to build yes, websites. Nice. Dreamweaver. Dreamweaver. Yeah, yeah. It was like complicated. Yeah. Right. Uh, so now we have WordPress yeah. and, you know, Wix and Drag Instagram and, and yeah. TikTok. So it's been um, a learning curve that I had to learn on my own, but how I got into the veterinary part of it was that I leveraged my skills um, with uh, a very good um, open manager. And I started in my interview process. So I interviewed with her for a reception job. And at the end of it, I turned around and I said, you know, if you hire me, you have to let me redo your website. Uh. And she said, why? She had a practice manager who, doesn't have any of those skills yeah. do their website. Yeah. I said, you've got sentences without periods at the end. You've Ooh. got text running into the margin. Like I basically insulted her website and was like, right. hire me, KY. Yeah. Um, and right. she did. And I started in two weeks. And before I started, she had hired a website company to redo it. Yeah. And we found yeah. out uh, that they weren't the right one and we fired them and we hired a better one. So it's a bit of a learning curve. And which person are we talking about? Not me. Oh, no. Was a different no, oh, yes. Was yes. I was like, no, no. Okay, are we yeah. talking like thirds now? No, no, like, no, okay. no, no. It's not, not Dr. Susan. No, no. It was before. Yes. The cat hospitals are very progressive in hiring a communications manager. And I think that hospitals need to consider it. Mm. You may have somebody on your team already. Yeah. Um, you might not always have someone who's as pushy. Yeah. Uh, as trying to focus. Yeah. Take mm. over and prove prove myself and it took me a while and I had to basically accomplish one huge thing. Oh gosh. Yeah. And uh and leverage it and say if we do we get this, you're making me your media coordinator. And then eventually I interviewed for, with yeah. somebody who was looking for that. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting that you say that because you know I work for a big company of course. We have always had communication uh, departments. Um and we have a communication manager right now who's fantastic. Her name is Courtney. Hi Courtney. Hi Courtney. But she is awesome and she makes your life so much easier uh, because she knows what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Often we think we know what we're doing, but we really don't. And yeah. do not think of the consequences of how you say things, yeah. when you say things, where you say things. And I think that that is super important to think about. And 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 in this world, uh, clients are on the one hand easily pleased but they're also very easily offended yeah that is very true yeah yeah mm -hmm. i think that traditionally vet clinics have had uh, a hard time understanding how a dedicated communications person would help them right right because we're very sort of dollars and cents driven right. and most of the other employees we hire, right? We're paying an hourly wage, you know, they work nine to five or whatever. So it's very obvious right. what uh, what we're getting for our, our money, right? But yes. when you hire a communications manager, there is output stuff that you can look at, but there's a whole other side that's hard to put a dollar value on. Mm -hmm. So I, I think 
veterinary uh, clinics have had, had a hard time see, seeing that. And right? I understand. And I think working with me, you know, sometimes I'll say, uh, I know it doesn't seem like I'm doing anything, but yeah. I've been researching this right. or, you know, I've been working on this. And in the end, you get something tangible. Yeah. But I understand yeah. that this there's the span of time where you just kind of trust me. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And uh, it might be hard to do that if you don't know if you're trusting the right person. But if we don't give people these tasks and hire people for these jobs, yeah. we'll never have the right person. Yeah. Exactly. The problem is we're not making space for this in the industry. And I think it's incredibly important that we do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have a question for you. Okay. Um, this is, uh, I don't know why it says that. Uh, this is uh, the first time I'm invited to do a interview. How should I prepare? Who are you interviewing? Uh, it's let's start a, with that. Let's say a local newspaper asked to do an interview. Oh, yes, because that's something like that vets get, you know, the mm -hmm. local um, news organization during the pandemic, mm -hmm. um, the uh, CDC in Canada was contacting us, trying to get us to do an interview. So that's a, that's mm -hmm. a good question. So how, like if you're asked to do an interview or the vet is asked, what, what, what would, what you, would advise? you advise? Yeah. What would your advice be? Okay. Well, what I want you to think about first is can I get the questions Yeah. and nine times out of 10, if I were the reporter, I probably wouldn't give them to you. But in the case of being a doctor talking about something medical, Right. You can say I need to be researched um, in my topic. I need to know what I'm what I'm talking about. Um, so I do need the questions in advance. So if you can do that, that's that's the best thing. Um, if you're trying to connect with, say, a client, um, just remember that stories are important to people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is the most important thing. Yeah. And we can give clients information, uh, but if we don't um, give it to them in their currency. Everybody has mm -hmm. currency, right? Mine's right. like money and food. Um, but oftentimes, oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oftentimes the clients want to connect with yeah. a story. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that people really connect with is if you say, Oh, you know, you remind me of me. Like when we can connect and, and relate to people, right. um, that's the most important thing. Your medical information, your diet recommendations, your obesity, weight loss plan. None of that is going to connect with the client. Right. If, it doesn't play into the story that they have with their pets. Yeah. So I think yeah. telling a story relating to people um, and being trustworthy. And how do you deal with difficult questions? So say the, the, the interviewer asks you a question where you really don't know the answer or, you know, you don't want to give the answer. Well, oh, don't want to give that's mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I would say, don't feel like you have to answer right away. Mm. You know, so take a pause, take a beat. Yes. And I think we can train our teams on that as well. Yeah. Right. Um, they often think they have to know the answer right, right. away. There's absolutely nothing wrong with saying, oh, that's a good question. People mm -hmm. love that rewarding right. language, I call it. Right. Yeah. Love, it could be a terrible yeah. question. Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Right. Yeah. Um, and let me think about that for a moment. And if it's something medical, mm -hmm. I like to say, especially if, you know, urinating blood or I like to say, you know, there's a lot of reasons why something like this could happen. Right. It is really hard to, for me to say without any diagnostics or further information or further research, why this could be taking place. So I just don't feel comfortable providing an answer to that. And then what I would say is explain how to find the answer. If you can, if it's that right. type of a question. Right. Um, and always, of course, recommend they talk to their veterinarian. It, I think that's a really good point. Yeah. The, uh, the one thing that I would say because I've done quite a lot of interviews, is also always go back to 
the point why you're doing this interview. Yeah. So you always have a statement in your mind that you would like to make. And these difficult questions are a really good reason to put that statement mm -hmm. there. Yeah. And so you can start with a kind of an inclusive answer, but then you can bridge it to that statement that you want to mm -hmm. take because yeah. it's so important for, for why you're there. And that really helps. And, 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 and I'm happy you said that preparation is everything. Oh, so absolutely. Prepare yeah. yourself really well. That's why the questions that you get, you can prepare for that and you can prepare your answers. Mm -hmm. So I rarely, and especially big, I have a communication manager, of course, but I rarely go into an interview without being prepped. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's difficult because if you don't have, any, have anybody, then, you know, nobody's prepping you, but it's important that you prep yourself then. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And think of your negative reviews in the same way as you would think of doing like a PR interview. Right. So when you get a negative review from a client about your practice and you're responding to it online, mm -hmm. you are essentially responding to that client. But I like to think of it as I'm not necessarily responding to them because I want to resolve the issue in another way. Right. I want a phone call. I want, you know, to mm. fix the problem. Mm. When I write that response in the public, I'm responding for all mm. of the other right. people who are looking for a practice. When yeah. they read the review, they also read the response. Right. And sometimes it's a lot more important. It's not necessarily the mistake, it's how did the practice deal with the mistake. Right. And if you never responded, that's an issue. That's right. bad. <laughs> right. But uh, I, I always say that's like the first rule of PR. You know, right. you're trying to sell, what was it? You like chocolate, you like vanilla. How are you going to sell vanilla? Well, I'm not selling it to the person who likes chocolate. I'm selling it to all of them that are listening. Right, right, yeah. right. And it's it's important to pull away the discussion from the general forum. You know, mm -hmm. if you have a client that is really upset about something, it's better to have a one-to-one -one communication, whatever communication you want to do, if it's IM or a call or whatever, instead of doing it in that open platform mm -hmm. where everybody mm -hmm. can, you know, judge mm -hmm. what you're saying. It, it's not only that, it's like harder to actually understand right. what the person is upset about right. if you're just in in text, right? Yeah. Because we're missing the whole body language thing and the facial thing. Um, when, one of the things I learned as a veterinarian a long time ago was that people who are uh, voice a complaint or they're upset might the thing that they tell you they're up, they're upset about is all is often just the lead in mm -hmm. and it's actually something else behind right. that right, right? Yeah. and so if you don't um open up another means of communication when it's an online review you can't right. no. it's hard to figure that out exactly right? so, so you're not resolving it with the client you're not yeah. in that comment right. you're resolving it with the conversation and i would say that conversation structure it mm. right like i have a kind of i call it my formula when i mm. speak to these clients um, to identify uh, the why. I find when there's a complaint, we focus on what happened. Yeah, what yeah. happened? The blood work results didn't come in. Yeah. So, but no, that's not why the client is, yeah. is upset. They're upset because their cat is sick. Right. Mm -hmm. They right. have been waiting. Right. Maybe they're keeping their phone on them at work and their boss is upset because mm -hmm. they're not supposed to have their phone. You know, there's a lot yeah. of reasons. That's exactly what I mean. It's yeah. what's behind all right. of that. It's the why. It's the why. It's the story. Yes. Yeah. And what you said about the interview it's the same here that yeah. sometimes better to wait a little bit before mm -hmm. you immediately so immediate answers are never good i mean you're in the emotion yeah and then you try i mean you most of the time uh, 
give an emotional answer and that yeah. doesn't help the situation yeah. so sometimes it's just better to step back a little bit you know i had a professor that said to me you respond very fast which is really good but it's also really bad because you sometimes don't give yourself time yeah. Uh, yeah. to think about it and so you can write it down and then wait a couple of minutes or half an hour or a day and then look at it again and then send it yes i agree and eric garcia gave that advice mm -hmm. in a in a talk and i it's funny because I, uh, I've learned a lot from him and I leveraged him against my old boss. Uh, I would say, see, you need to make me full time, like yeah. um, in your communications, because look, Eric Garcia is saying yeah. hire somebody and right. she, Anita, Anita Valdoc, I love her. She's my mentor for a long time. She would go, um, mm -hmm. and I, I'm going to say this, she knows that she has a really squeaky voice and she would go, you're not Eric Garcia. And I go, well, not yet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Eric. So I would use that like to, to leverage. I would be like, right. look, he says like, um, I'd always say the right person has to drive the bus. Uh, and eventually I, I basically wagered against yeah. her. I started right. slowly taking things over. And then yeah. we did our, the aha practice of the year. They were, a, uh, American animal hospital awesome. accredited, uh, clinic. And she wanted me to do the application. I had some help, but it was for the most part me um, yeah. writing, designing, photographing the clinic. And the one thing I did differently was I told their story. Yeah. You know, right. I made them look good. I always say, like, you are good, but yeah. I'm going to make you look better. Yeah. Right. Um, and I said, you know, if we win and we will, because I yeah, thought that we would. <laughs> Um, you need to make me media coordinator. Like you need to, this needs to be my job. Yeah. Um, and, and we won and we yeah. were the first clinic in Canada to win it. And yes. so then I was kind of like, you know, it's a rare right. award and did you in get Canada. It? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We won. No, no, I knew you won, but did you get your, oh, your title? Position? Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. And, uh, that gained me, um, the ability to work really solely on that, to learn how to do that for the veterinary industry. Right. Cause I didn't have a lot of people like Eric Garcia or the, the, uh, woman from snout school. Oh, uh, um, Daniel, mm -hmm. Daniel Lambert. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So I don't have yeah. a lot of people to learn this from. Yeah. I had to learn on my own for the most part. Um, so I had the time to do that. Um, I was a team leader, so I had time to train the team and eventually I found a, a clinic when I moved to Ottawa that actually really wanted to take this seriously. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's from, so here we are. It's from all yeah. my hanging out with the veterinary social media group over the right. years. Yes. Right. But look at what we've done. Yes. What, during COVID, we had yes. a graphic translated in four languages. Yep. Like it went viral. We would never have gotten um, our two clinics through the pandemic as well as we did or could have with without a communications manager ever on time when we needed a communications manager it's yeah, it was perfect timing yeah it was just before. well it threw stacy in at the deep end it was terrifying <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't look terrified nope and well did you say the duck yeah the glides over the water yeah, and the, the little feet, feet over over the like, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was the yeah. duck feet yeah right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now remember duck feet. Yeah, duck feet. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. So it it just couldn't have proved that our decision was the was the right decision. Uh, so what are some things way. that you do during the pandemic that help oh. the clinic? So we started standardizing protocols, yes. and it, originally that was the plan, but it was to do it over an amount of time. It yeah. wasn't just like wasn't to do it like today. Right. right um. Right. So we did have to do our protocols around covid yeah. over and over and over yeah. and over and over yes as those of you who survived like the first year know like today's protocol is not next tuesday's protocol right. is my not. goodness yeah um client messaging yeah. like 
they say what on average a client in the exam room remembers about 20 percent of, of what of what say. you say right? right so now we're talking about something incredibly important not just can your cat give you covid but mm -hmm. yeah. um can you enter the clinic do you right. have to wear a mask right. um so we wanted to push that messaging out so it was it was widespread so people knew before they came it right. makes your interactions with the team better yeah. because right. they were tough sometimes yeah well you know the especially the early part of the pandemic was stressful for everybody mm -hmm. and um you know and and it's people were more easily irritated at all times and nobody likes when you can't do the things you normally do mm -hmm. right and for a lot of clients coming into the veterinary clinic the, the people in the clinic feel like old friends quite often and now you know you can't see any of your friends yeah so it's understandable um I I think being able to get our message and our reasons why out in front like quickly really helped us because it meant that we didn't have to do all of that sort of educating and messaging when the client arrived at the front door. Yeah. Right. Now not everybody saw the social media stuff, but no. over time enough of them did right. that it really reduced how often at the front door, you know, some uh, receptionist then did not have to go through all of the you need this yeah. and that's why this and yes and then when they did have those difficult conversations i helped prep them yes um, a big part of what i do is learn how to talk to people um i really root a lot in um, psychology as much as i can right. because it doesn't make sense to have all that valuable information about communicating with people right. and not learning how to use it in customer service mm -hmm. right. i think my training program that i bring with me that's the biggest difference and i ask everybody I train, all the new team members, and I give them a survey at the end. Mm -hmm. And they all say they've never had customer service training like that. Right. If you can learn to defuse a situation right away, right. learn how to actively listen, proper body language, um, you can change things. So we scripted things. Um, Did a lot of scripting. Yeah, and we provided it to our team in different ways. Sometimes they were very visual handouts. Right. Um, sometimes they were written. Um, yeah. Yep. We tried a lot of different things. But people learn and absorb things in different ways. So Absolutely. I think you have to accept that. And scripting is interesting because I've often heard people say, but like, it's not my voice, it sounds, mm -hmm. and, but that's not what it's for. Mm -hmm. It's to get you started. Exactly. And then once you've followed the script or almost follow the script a couple of times, then it turns into your own voice. Right. So it's exactly. only, it's only starts the engine. Right. You know, you're not meant to say exactly that every time. And when I yeah. train, I say, don't parrot me. Yeah. Uh, and so I Make take your own the words. So like, um, I have a couple training slides and it's like, can't, and I break down how to not use the word can't people don't want to hear what you can't do for them, mm -hmm. you know, and there are ways to say, no, you can't come in today without saying can't. <laughs> so I will take like specific words or word swaps like could and should so that they don't feel necessarily like I'm scripting them. Right. I'm just giving them these tools. And some of them have said, I feel like I'd go home and like manipulate my spouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, please use it for, don't use it for evil. Yes, yeah. use, use it for good. good. Yeah. Goodness and light and all those That's things. That's awesome. Yeah. And we're almost at the end of the podcast. I have one more question for you. Do you have a cat? I don't have a cat anymore. I had a tailless cat. I don't oh. know if she was a Manx. She was a stray. You know, she was like the upper respy, yeah. like feline herpes cat, yes. but like no tail. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> um, no, I have a D word. Um, so you work in a two cat clinic and in the 
two and a half years that you worked for the clinics, there's not a little cat that walked by. Well, you have to remember she's worked during the pandemic and she's been working from home. Yes. Yes. We'll fix that problem. We'll fix that problem. But I I will say (laughs) that I I love cats and I bring across messaging to cats, but the job that I have is connecting with the people. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. Good for you. Good for you. Yes. All right. This was it, Dr. Susan. It goes really fast. I know, I know. So this is the Purple Cast. You can find more information on purplecast.net. And we have a handle, Dr. Susan. We do, at purpodcast on our social media platforms. So thank you very much. Thank you. Dr. Susan Little is a feline medicine specialist with two cat-only hospitals in Ottawa, Canada. She is best known as an international speaker and as the author and editor of two textbooks, The Cat, Clinical Medicine and Management, and August, Consultations in Feline Internal Medicine. Along with three cats, she also admits to owning two dogs. And you can follow her on social media with the handle at CatPetSusan. Dr. Yurla Kirpenstein is a diplomate of the American and European College of Veterinary Surgeons and a big cat fan. His specialties range from surgical oncology and reconstruction to minimally invasive surgery. He is the author of two textbooks on basic and reconstructive surgery. Did you know he was allergic to cats? Yola works currently at Hills Pet Nutrition. You can follow him on social media with the handle at G-V-E-T-S-X. This episode is made possible by the generous sponsorship of the Take the Pledge Against Struvites in Pets Facebook page. Did you know there are three easy steps to treat bladder stones in cats with lower urinary tract signs? Step one is to take a radiograph, and if there is a stone present in the bladder, step two is to use the Minnesota Urolith app for iPhone and Android to determine the most likely type of stone. Step three is to treat the cat for at least two to three weeks with an appropriate diet and see if the stone gets smaller. If so, keep feeding that diet until the stone is completely gone on follow-up radiographs. If not, check compliance with the owner and look for alternative treatment options. Join veterinarians worldwide to take the pledge not to remove struvite stones by surgery anymore. The opinions of this podcast are those by Dr. Susan Little and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein. Veterinary medicine is a complex profession, and often there are multiple diagnostic and therapeutic options for different disease processes. If you're a pet owner with questions, please go to your local veterinarian. If you're a veterinary professional, ask your questions on our Instagram page at perpodcast. Thank <sniffs> you.